0: Supper 2021, a series of conversations with culinary leaders, drink specialists, and hospitality professionals in the world of F&B. Hello, and welcome to the sixth Supper podcast of 2021. I am Hilary Rand, consulting editor of Supper Magazine. Today, I am delighted to welcome Paula Fitzherbert, Group Director of Communications for Maybourne Hotel Group, as my guest. Mayburn Hotel Group owns and manages Claridge's, the Connaught, the Berkeley, the Maybourne Beverly Hills, and the Mayburn Riviera, five of the world's most renowned hotels. These beautiful properties have histories that stretch back over a century. And while each one retains its timeless appeal and individual nature, the teams are committed to ensuring they are always in tune with the wants and wishes of today's discerning guests. Lovely to have you with us, Paula. Thank you very much. It's a great pleasure. Lovely to, to be here. Well, let's let's get started. And I think just for, for context, uh, let's start with what is your role uh, in the Mayborn Group? I mean, uh, the Director of, of Group Communications, that, that, that's a lot,
1: right? Uh, yeah, it is a lot because um, I don't know what even communications means these days. It covers so many different things, and um, but you know, obviously, it's everything to do with the outside world within the within the the hotels, and that embraces everything from media to social media, which of course has um, been a key thing for us, particularly the last year or so. Um, and and anything that the world gets to know about, we like to be involved in it, and and we're also very sort of proactive in in how we do the tell the tele, tell the storytelling. Of these hotels and coming up with initiatives that sort of we feel reflect the right vision of the hotels. Yes,
0: great. And and uh, more for context, throughout the years you've had the chance to work really with some of the most amazing te- top chefs from around the world. So uh, we could do a whole other series of, of the stories. I'm I'm sure that you have to tell. Um, but but now taking into consideration all the chefs that you have in the group right now: Marcus Waring, Elenda Rose, Daniel Hamm, Dimitri Maggie. How, throughout this pandemic, uh, how do you think um, both the chefs and the guests have changed uh, with their approach to fine dining?
1: Well, I mean, we've all had to do that magical word that really will have to be a no-no forever in all our worlds is, is we've pivoted madly for all of them. So, you know, it's made us all think in a different way um you know obviously some of the chefs that you spoke there you know helena rose and and um you know and and well daniel home of, of of course have, has always embraced a bit more of an informal style and a way of being um and and so they've all i think learnt new ways of 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 reaching the audience who you know obviously during lockdown they all had to think well how do we how do we keep alive how do we keep um, communicated with our with our guests and audience and you know they all pivoted into takeaways in the right way that felt appropriate for them and I I know that even with Helene who gained her third Michelin star during lockdown you know it was how how if we're starting that whole takeaway game as everyone is doing it do we do it that feels and it reflects really what we're about that people still feel it's a it's a proper Helene DeRose experience but, you know, we did, uh, I, I think, all of them in their own different ways. You know, Davies and Brooke with Dimitri and Daniel straight away. Let's do Claridge's Fried Chicken. And, you know, in many ways, Claridge's of years go, gone old would never have been doing fried chicken. But you know what? It hit the spot perfectly. And, uh, and you know, they reopened with a slightly different approach as well. And, um, uh, and you know, the guests are just delighted to be back, actually, and, and enjoying hospitality again and on that note Paula,
0: um i want to ask you what other sort of changes in guest behavior have you noticed cuz obviously we've having open close open close and and uh, i'm i'm sure you you've, you've noticed things you you you've seen how people react differently what's what's your take on it
1: Um, what's my take on it? Well, I mean, obviously, when when, as you rightly say, it came open and closed and all the different regulations that we had to work with. I mean, I particularly remember the challenges of getting everybody out of the restaurant by 10 o'clock in the evening. That really seemed to be the ball breaker for us really getting getting that done. But um, all our luckily, all our restaurants always had tables that were well spaced anyway, so we didn't have to move into major, you know, redesigns of our restaurants, etc. I mean, the teams are still wearing masks, which is something that obviously is a great pains them greatly, um, and it, you know, in the hospitality business. But I think, in terms of the behavior of the guests, I think nothing has changed. If anything, you know, having been away from them, that the being being back with friends, there was almost a, a giddiness of excitement to be back in a restaurant again, and a renewed appreciation maybe of of of, of beautiful service and people cooking your food for you when you've been cooking your own. Um, and and we, I think it's we just we we just want to keep that level of uh, of excitement up there really with it. And you know, there was of course a you know that when they first opened and we were doing outdoor dining and there were queues of people and all of all of that has calm down a little bit um and you know I think we're back into a, into a regular rhythm, but um, we're not quite back to where we were before and, and of course the other challenges have been you know staffing as well and, um, and having the right teams in place and everybody had gone back to see their families and bringing people back and some people have had life changes during it as well and have felt hospitality wasn't for them. so there's, there's been you know it's been very challenging for the teams in the kitchen and, and making sure the COVID sensitivity and the guests felt safe first and foremost which I, I really feel we've delivered big time.
0: yeah no I, I totally agree and and I, I was I'm very lucky to have had a, a beautiful experience recently in, in one of your your beautiful hotels and I completely uh, can relate to this sort of feeling of appreciation of you know sitting down and having it's just a gorgeous meal that that served to you with that even you don't see the smile behind the mask but you can sense that they are smiling and they they wanted yeah. to deliver this experience right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think they've added extra touches that can add a little bit of personal, if they can't smile to you, there's other things that they can do a little bit that add different layers of um, experience to the ex- to the to the dinner or lunch, of
0: course. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, next question to you, Paula. Uh, all the wonderful hotels um, in the mayborn portfolio uh, have embraced that the pandemic, sort of, in in their own way. There's been a lot of initiatives um, over the years. So, uh, if you could talk to me about some of the ones that you found most exciting, uh, that or, or some that did did really well, and and then you might actually keep for maybe next summer. Uh, what it would be great to get your thoughts on this.
1: Okay, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, um, I think we now on reflection almost a year and a half later have said like, you know, we had the, 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 the pandemic for us was in two halves. The first half, as particularly in the London hotels, to feel like we were helping save London. I mean, it's difficult to put your mind back to a point where it really felt London needed saved. And um, you know, immediately our owners said, "Right, what can we do to help?" And Claridge's straight away became a home for all the doctors and nurses from St Mary's in Paddington, and um, it became well, not quite a five-star hotel for them to stay in, but you know, a comforting refuge was the way we talked about it. And that was an extraordinary experience, but it was absolutely absolutely, we needed to step up and and, and support the, the city that we live in. Um, at the Barclay, we took a slightly different, we decided to do different things at each of the hotels. And we created a, a 999 drive through, which is actually about supporting all the emergency services. So that was like the police, the ambulances, the fire brigades, uh, you know, anybody who was out there when we were all locked up that they were out there fighting. And, you know, our team all volunteered to came in and and the Barkley is designed that, you know... and one day I came in very early on and I thought there must have been a major incident in Belgravia. But all it was was there, was there were 20 ambulances and even police horses all with motorbikes coming to have their lunch and collect their lunch from the Barclay. And that really was quite an awesome experience. And that went on for months. And we continue to do that. Now we make everybody, they get a little card and they're a member of our 9-9 Barclay Club, Blue Light Club, actually, And we will continue to do that. And at the Connaught, we were looking after the homeless. That was actually a very big problem in London at that point. So we were working with a company called The Passage and we were feeding the homeless. And all the hotels were also doing food every day and and sending it to the hospitals. And so many places were in London. It wasn't just us, of course. But, you know, it was a great way to um, motivate our staff, everybody who wanted to come in and feel that they were doing something. You know, for all of us sitting on our sofas, how could we help? And i think we were incredibly proud with all our staff that came and did it and it it just reminded us and we'll we'll we're going to keep doing this because looking after your community your neighborhood and your your city was very important so the first half was looking after our city and uh, and where we and helping the community. And then the second half was really helping our business and, and making sure that our, our business stayed alive and that we were able to keep jobs for people. And that was, I suppose, when we morphed more into the commercial world and how we could create things that were actually doable under the COVID restrictions um, and would be things that people would want. And, you know, I've already touched on at Claridge's, we morphed straight into um, takeaways so you know claridges is obviously somewhere that a lot of people go to to have special experiences and celebrate things so suddenly we found ourselves sending out uh, full afternoon teas to places you know we had one time we actually drove a whole afternoon tea up to some guests that live outside newcastle so that they could actually celebrate a grandmother's 80th birthday and so we were able to do that and we'd never done that before so it was challenging for the team and our chef there martin nail and his team were amazing you know they created this thing called a lobster lobster Wellington um, that became a kind of Instagram sensation. And um, we were doing up to sort of 60 to 70 lobster Wellington takeaways a day, which was quite extraordinary. So keeping the fishmongers busy as well. Um, And then at the Barclay, that was sort of, again, prides itself on doing things a little bit differently. We were delivering Barclay breakfast in bed. So if you were in bed, we would come and deliver your breakfast. The blue bar that was obviously sadly closed we would do the barclay blue bar bike so we would cycle to you if you lived within the sw1 postcode and we would mix your cocktails on the doorstep so you know they would bike there and and create their mixology skills on people's doorsteps and again it was just keeping connected to people looking after people where we could you know some people we would take some shopping for them that they needed some that they weren't able to get out so it really made us look at things in in a different way. And at the Barclay, we also did something which is really interesting is we turned what sadly used to be my car parking space at the side of the hotel and it actually became a new restaurant. And that is extraordinary because that became the Barclay Garden. And, you know, we managed to put an idea together it was probably one of the most interesting things was so many years with so many restaurants we've created that have cost millions of pounds in design and this was something that we put together using furniture from the staff canteen from the spa and you know what it kind of hit the zeitgeist of the moment it was just this beautiful place with olive trees that everybody wanted to sit outside and it was a phenomena and it was booked for the whole summer and it made us realize wow there is a whole space whole new revenue stream if you want to think of it like that and and um, so in the winter, then it morphed into um, winter cabins with raclette. And sadly, that closed quite quickly at that point. But it's now back open as the Barclay Beach Huts. So they morphed into so the British Seaside has now arrived in Belgravia. And they, too, have been sold out for the last few months. And, you know, it's kept the staff motivated. It, it, it's been an extraordinary revenue stream. People have been very... Heady in their spending patterns, dare I say, you know, and push the boat out on buying extra lovely bottles of wine or just the celebratory feel of of being able to have six people in a in a cabin together. Um, and it's been wonderful on so many different levels. And again, the Connaught. We opened a new patisserie during lockdown, and and we had this in the pipeline. And I remember thinking, "Oh my goodness, what? How are we going to launch a cake shop at this point?" And how did I know that it was really just what Mayfair in London needed was another cake shop? And actually, there were queues down Mount Street, and it was so popular that we we opened a little hutta, a little where we were doing pancakes, and there were queues of people. You know, every at that point, everybody was doing daily walks and needed to go and be and and walking down to the Connaught and having your cake was just that little moment of treatiness that we all needed and I think was a a real feel-good factor. So across all the hotels we've been doing things that are a little bit different but feel right and appropriate to the hotels I think.
0: Thank you so much, Paula, for for sharing all of that. Uh, it, it makes me really happy because obviously, uh, throughout the pandemic, seen on a lot on social media about all these different initiatives, and every time something new. And again, there's something happening at, at Berkeley, something happening at the Connaught. and I mean, who doesn't want more cake at this time, right? The beautiful no, patisserie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And um, uh, Paula, you've mentioned um, uh, the team and your 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 staff uh, quite a few times. So my next question to you is, um, what is what was the sentiment like a year ago versus now when you talk to your team and all your sort of wonderful employees? Because we are in a slightly different place now.
1: Yeah um Yes, and then we've obviously we've been keeping in contact with our teams all the time, and you know, like I'm sure everybody has with the Zoom calls, and and because we had so many volunteers coming in for various different projects, we were working, and we were able to, you know, be be upfront with people, and you know, of course, at that time, safety was the most important thing, and you know, safety continues to be. We we're doing testing for people all the time, and you know, the safety of our guests and and our employees is. is is paramount. But, you know, I mean, you can definitely feel um, it's about just enthusing people again. You know, they've been off work for a while. And there's there's definitely a case of people getting their mojo back again. You know, it's been challenging. A lot of people have been working because of staff shortages, you know, being realistic. It's people are, are having to double up and work extra hard. We've we've had people working in different departments that they maybe weren't in before. Even, you know, I, I saw at um, Claridge's the other day in the foyer they were staff from Davies and Brooke that were helping out because we were short-staffed and so I think it's made people have to think a little bit outside the box. They've had to be very flexible Um, but I think people the, the staff are just excited to be back at work, still have jobs, and that the business level allow people to be back at work as well. We're also in a lucky position where we have lots of new projects on the go. So there is a sort of, you're inspiring people, rather than shutting down the shutters, we're able to have people working on new projects that we're working on as well. And so I think there's definitely a different mood in the place. And I think everyone's excited to be back at work, um, albeit with intrepidation about what the future still holds i mean we're not out of this yet but um you know i feel like we're in a very good place and and you know there's been strong leadership with the general managers and motivating staff and you know obviously everybody's looking at good staff at the moment and everybody's got their eyes on any of your star performers so you know we're making sure we're really looking after everybody Thank you for that, Paula.
0: And, and before we move on to talking about the new projects, which are so incredibly exciting, um, I I want to still ask you about the, the the beginning of the year because it started with quite a lot of stars for your uh, for your group of restaurants. So tell me about that experience.
1: Um, well, yeah, I mean, it, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously. Um, Helen DeRose has been with us at the Connaught for for over 10 years now, and I've had the pleasure and the privilege of launching with Helen and working with her over the years, and I've always known her ultimate goal was to get three stars. And... um, I remember one morning she called me and she asked me to go on a, on um, on camera with her. And I'm really bad; I hate going on camera. Everybody knows. And then she showed me this shirt with the three stars on it, and there was just something so special. I mean, in a way, it felt sad because we weren't all able to be together to celebrate. And of course, the the Michelin um, ceremony was a little bit different to normal. Um, But yeah, she got her three stars. And I think at that point we were, we, we had a big celebration about a month ago when we were able to get everybody together. But you know, it, it it's a long time coming. It wasn't just this year. It's been her and her team working on for many years. And I know you had the experience of dining there recently. And you know, uh, uh, again, it opened and the books were full for three months. So it's been interesting to see what having three stars. That's still I know there's always debates about what does three stars mean these days, and everyone has different thoughts on these things. But the it, the restaurant's been full and busy, and talk about a motivation for for all of us as a team. And um and I, and I'm just so proud of her and what she's achieved. Uh, she also has opened down at our owner Paddy um, McKillen's hotel Chateau Lacoste in Provence, um, and she's opened a new restaurant there as well. And the team have been able to go out there and work that. So again, talk about motivating team. That was amazing. And it was the Connaughts moment last year as well, because um, Agostino and the team from the Connaught bar also became number one bar in the world. And again, not to be together and raise a martini was, was bittersweet for us all. But, you know... We've had our celebrations again since then, and you know we don't do it just for the accolades. It, they come along the the, the journey, and uh, and um, you know we'll be celebrating that for a long time to come. But uh, it w- it was it was lovely to have highlight moments during a tough year to have to raise a glass, even when we were all at, at, in different parts of the world. Yes.
0: Well, I'm um, I'm sure it created a lot of excitement and 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 this sort of feeling in everyone that they just want to get back and 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 want to be back in the kitchen and back on the floor to to serve guests. Yeah. Uh,
1: exactly right. Exactly, exactly, and um, and it's re-inspired everybody and remotivated everybody at a time when they needed it actually. So it, it came at a good moment for us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and Paula, let's now go across the
0: ocean uh, and tell me about the Los Angeles property. Um, how is it different? How is it similar to the iconic London ones that we've we've spoken about a lot right now? And and what is what is the the f- uh, food offering and and beverage offering there like?
1: Yes, well. Um yeah, it was kind of a strange thing that actually during lockdown, we, you know, having, having been in these three London hotels for so long that we took our moment and we put a footprint in Beverly Hills of all places. So in a way it felt right because we have a lot of guests from Beverly Hills that stay in our hotels. So it seems like the right next step. And we took over a hotel, um, which was the montage in, uh, just off um, uh, Rodeo drive. And, um, and that's become the Maybourne Beverly Hills. And, um, so when you say what's similar, it, it, it will always stay a, a, a Californian hotel, but obviously its roots now are come back to Mayborn in Mayfair, which is what Mayborn really stands for. It's born in Mayfair. So it's it, there will always be, a, a, I don't know, a DNA that runs through our hotels that captures the spirit of Mayborn, an energy and a, a creativity and a, a sort of desire to, to, do, to do different things differently. But it will also... You won't find pictures of the queen in the lobby coming, or you know, at the in 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 the hotel. It feels a very Californian hotel. It will have the spirit of California in it. Um, we are on a long journey with that hotel, so it's it's got a few years of work going on. It's we're just about to celebrate our first anniversary for on August the twelfth. Um, the general manager there, Eugene Leonard, came from Claridges and he'd worked at all our three hotels, so that's been a really nice thing. Our general managers, you know understanding the Mayborn vision and the groups and what makes them so special. So we've started a very gentle period of restoration and redoing the bedrooms there. And the first thing we did there was open a, a a terrace restaurant that overlooks Beverly Cannon Gardens there. So it enters the sort of the spirit of the city there as well. And we're about to have a new restaurant up on the roof there with a swimming pool that overlooks the Hollywood Hills. So we'll be announcing that. We haven't actually announced any big chef names there, but watch this space. I think it's probably fair to say that there will be some exciting new um culinary um collaborations coming to the hotel in the very near future but it's it's lovely and it's really exciting to to have a foot in california which is obviously again a really foodie wonderful inspiring place with amazing ingredients and wines and yeah i think we'll be doing some amazing things there yes well wonderful. I, I'm
0: really excited now to to uh wait for the for that for that announcement of of, of who's gonna who's gonna help you take that that property and, and elevate the food to this oh, uh you know spectacular Californian level. It's it's that's that's really yeah. exciting, uh, Paula. And uh talking about an, another addition um uh to the uh to your to your great group of, of hotels in, in Mayborn Group, the, the French Riviera is, is is on it as well. So uh, yes. if you could tell me about this newest open. Opening and, you know, um, incredible chef names, Mauro um, Colagreco, Greco, Jean-Georges that's, von Richten. That's quite a story.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, all of our, our places come quite organically. And again, one of our owners is, is spent a lot of time down on the Riviera. And again, what's not to love? I mean, you know, Beverly Hills and Riviera couldn't have asked for two new places. So. Our hotel which is called the Mayborn Riviera. So again we're turning up the name on the Riviera on the on Mayborn a little bit, and it's in a place called Rock Brune martin which is sort of in France, but it overlooks Monte Carlo on one side and Italy on the other. So again you know extraordinary French roots um, and it's a new build hotel it's a very modernist hotel and it, it's it's uh, it's built into the rocks with the most spectacular views over the sea and the skies so a really very different hotel to to what we have here in London but again will embrace the spirit of the of, of maybourne um, Boris messmer is the general manager who a lot of people might have known who was at Claridge's and then at the Barclay and then at the Connaught laterally so again he very much embraced embraces everything that we we think we do, right? And um, and it, yes, it does have a, a great, you know, foodie heritage there. And Jean-Georges von Gerichten, um, we've worked with in the company for many years. When I joined uh, over 20 years ago, he actually had a restaurant called Vong at the Barclay, and, uh, which some people might remember. And then obviously came to us at the Connaught and, uh, and he is opening, um, he will open his own restaurant, but he'll also do what he does really well, which is do a lot of informal pizza food around the pool area as well. So I'm as excited by that as I am by his main restaurant mm-hmm. but a new addition to our family is um is the wonderful wonderful Mauro Collegreco who uh, I'm sure you you know is like number one chef in the world at the moment and has three Michelin stars in a place called Monton uh, a wonderful little town nearby to Rockbrune, and I think Paddy, our owner, persuaded him to do something he hadn't done before. And he's he's going to have a restaurant right on the roof of the hotel. So it overlooks the sea and the sky. And I think he will be taking great inspiration from the sea there. He'll have a big grill. Um, and I, I, I think he's very fired up about it. I'm actually visiting next week to see it for the first time. Um, it's not officially open yet. I think it will be slowly opening over the next month or so. Um, and then he will do also an informal um, restaurant for us as well. But because he's very much again that chef of the area, um, I think obviously he'll be using a lot of the lo- local produce, and it's going to be really wonderful. He he was in London and um, having lunch with Daniel Holm at Davies and Brook, and it was it was just to see them together was quite a. There are moments when I have my I pinch myself a little bit that we're lucky enough to have these extraordinary chefs in our in our family really. Um, well, w- uh,
0: yeah. wonderful, Paula. It's it's uh, it just makes me smile listening to you and and all the plans that you have uh, for these uh, for these different properties and and I wish uh, you and your team uh, all the best. Uh, it's 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 a it's a busy season already. I can imagine, and it's gonna get busier with uh, with all these new places opening and and bringing all these great new chefs on board. So thank you again so much, Paula, for your time and and sharing uh, what the Mayborn Group has been doing over the last year and a half.
1: Oh, you're very welcome, Larry Thank you so much. It's been an honour and a privilege. Good luck to everybody in the hospitality industry as we enter this next phase. So uh, all the best from us at Maybourne.
0: Supper 2021, a series of conversations with culinary leaders, drink specialists and hospitality professionals in the world of F&B.